0: Welcome to the Summit County HealthCast, a podcast to improve the health and wellness of residents in Summit County, Utah. Join us as we interview local experts, professionals, and more to provide you with the best health and wellness tips Summit County has to offer. Let's get started.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Summit County HealthCast. I am here with Caroline Rodriguez, who is the Director of Transportation.
0: Regional Transportation Planning Director.
1: Here at Summit County. Alan, thanks for stopping by today, Caroline.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do as the Regional Director?
0: A big part of the reason I was brought on was so that the county could look at where we are now in terms of transportation and where we want to be over the next 10 to 20 years and then plan accordingly. Plan for those modes other than traveling alone in your single occupancy vehicle um, and look at you know all the options that are available to people and how to fund those options.
1: Okay, so what are some of the initiatives you've worked on regarding that since you started?
0: Well, I think the biggest initiative, obviously, is the two tax initiatives that we passed in November that provided the county with some dedicated funding sources for um, maintaining and and expanding those
1: transportation options. Okay. And you also have collaborated with Park City for Ride-On Park City, correct?
0: Yep. Yep. A big part of my job is that collaboration with Park City, obviously, because... When people think of visiting uh, Park City or Summit County or even living here, they, there's no real distinction between on this side of the county between Park City and Summit County. So we really need to work in a coordinated manner in order to be successful.
1: So tell us a little bit about what Ride on PC actually is.
0: So Ride On PC started as an initiative just to get the word out to our locals and visitors that we have this great transit system. In addition to this great free transit system, we have, you know, a very robust trail system and and we want people to try carpooling. And it was a way for us to market all of these alternatives to people and let them know they exist. It's now morphed into um, sort of a branding for our transportation demand management program, which really just means uh, providing people with the tools to navigate through the system more efficiently.
1: Okay, awesome. And then I know one of the newer things that you started is Summit Bike Share, and we're going to get into some more details about That coming up with the event we have planned for next Friday. But why don't you give everyone a rundown of what Summit Bike Share is and kind of how it fits in with the overall transportation goals of the county.
0: Sure. So for those who don't know, a bike share is not meant to supplant sort of a recreational bike rental. A bike share, it builds on the sharing economy, and it really provides a way for people to make those short transportation trips for example, running errands, um, you know, running to base and rec to work out and then back to work um, without getting in your vehicle. So it's a very affordable way to uh, a mode of transportation that you can take a quick trip on. So our bike share um, initially is going to launch with 88 fully electric bikes. They are pedal assist, which means you have to pedal to start the bike but once the bike feels you struggling at all, it kicks in with an electric motor. So you can basically get from point A to point B without having to break a sweat if you don't want to. So 88 bikes spread among nine stations throughout the basin and into Park City Municipal. And those stations as of now are, we are planning them to be at Tanger Outlets, the new Whole Foods location, New Park Plaza, Kimball Junction Transit Center, Canyons Base Village area, Canyons Transit Center area, Old Town Transit Center, somewhere in the Prospector neighborhood, Park City Library, and then at the Fresh Market where the big transit stop is in Park City.
1: So essentially kind of two hubs, I guess you could say, in town and then out at the junction.
0: And, And you know, It operates just as our transportation flows operate, right? We have these two nodal hubs, junction and in town, with sort of a connection at the canyons.
1: And when do these launch? When will they be available? July
0: 14th is the official launch
1: date. Okay. And that will be all 88 bikes will be placed in...
0: All 88 bikes will be out and available for rent.
1: And maybe this is kind of a dumb question, but how do you handle kind of making sure there's an even amount of bikes at each station? Is that just depending on traffic or well, do you monitor those as well? It's and not a there? dumb
0: question and everybody that's all everybody's number one question. So part of our contract with our provider is that they are always monitoring on the back end where the bikes are and we have... We have people on the ground constantly rebalancing and moving bikes back and forth between stations. And because our system is so smart, it's an IT-based an IT solution. Over time, we will understand the trends and we'll know, okay, Friday 4 p.m., people want to pick up bikes, for example, at New Park, so then we'll be able to move more bikes to New Park to have those bikes available for people. Okay. So it's a constant moving around and rebalancing
1: of bikes. Okay, so for instance, if someone goes to New Park at Friday at 4 p.m. and there's not any bikes there, is there a way they can tell the system somehow so you can kind of track that information? Yes,
0: yes, so there's a few different ways. You can always call the number and report which I can provide to you. You can always report that through Twitter or through the website. In addition, you can always use the website or your app to determine where bikes are and if they're available at the location that you want them.
1: Okay. And these are, just to give people kind of an idea of the bikes, is this kind of a one-size-fits-all bike? Yes.
0: Think of it in the old school at, well, you may not remember, I remember the old school huffy bikes, the cruiser bikes, that basically one big huffy bike fits everyone. And they're, they're really simple to ride, they don't have a crossbar so you don't have to lift your
1: leg up and over, you kind of just put your leg
0: through the bike, and the seats of course are adjustable.
1: Okay, and so is this kind of, 88, I mean that's a pretty decent number of bikes I think Mm -hmm. starting out. Are there any plans kind of after you see how people are using this to expand this system or bring in more?
0: Yes, we already have a phase 2 planned, and ultimately we'd like to have close to 200 bikes system wide.
1: Okay, awesome. So talking you mentioned when we first when you gave your introduction about some of the initiatives that were passed last November why don't we talk a little bit about those specifically the transit line that's going to Camas and some other things that are planned around that and that resulted from those initiatives.
0: With specific reference to the Camas commuter route we know that a lot of our workforce here in the basin and in Park City comes in from the Camas Valley area so we were really looking for um, a quick affordable and efficient way to move people back and forth again so they're not, they don't have to travel alone in their vehicle and the camas um, a Camus transit route really seemed to fit that bill so launching on Monday um, June 26th there'll be a free transit route from what we're calling the Camus area park and ride which is right at the Volkers bakery across from food town and that you'll have three runs inbound in the morning And that will come into the Quinns Junction area and travel into Park City Municipal or you can there'll be a vehicle waiting here to connect you to the Kimball Junction area and basically the inbound times are um they're scheduled so that people can meet 7 8 and 9 a.m shifts
1: okay and then I'm assuming in the afternoon they'll go out kind of on the same schedule. Three, exactly.
0: Yes. Um, and so then they'll leave the the Park City area I guess So you have time for an eight-hour shift plus a little bit of time for lunch or just you know a few errands before you get back. Um, back in head back to Camus, and an important part of that is that we do have a guaranteed ride home program so if you do take the commuter route in and for some reason there's an emergency and you need to get back to your car you're able to use uber or lyft or a taxi company of your choice um, get back to your car and then submit for reimbursement and then um, we will reimburse you for the cost of that ride because we understand that you know sometimes it's hard for people to give up their personal
1: vehicle because they worry about those instances where they have kids or whatever may happen we don't want anyone having to walk back over to Correct. Mind, right? right okay so how does this fit in do you have any maybe specific numbers on how you plan on this reducing single car traffic or kind of long-term what you're looking at to get from this?
0: Yeah, we do have specific numbers. Of course, I don't have those off the top of my head. But um, we do have specific numbers, especially in our short range transit plan that we complete completed in conjunction with Park City Transit and Park City Municipal. And that really looked at the number of vehicles that could be removed from the road um, should this commuter route be
1: instituted.
0: And, and it looked at the number of vehicles that could be removed from the road as part of a more comprehensive plan
1: okay and i know one of the kind of hotter topics that came about in november when this was up on the ballot was people from north summit saying how does this benefit me or when is something like this happening here so do we have anything even any rough ideas of maybe when a transit line might go into north summit or if not what requirements would kind of the area need to meet before it was feasible to put a line in?
0: Sure so we have talked about it and first and foremost um, I think we need to hear from the residents in the North Summit area because to date, it's the demand has been very low people have said we don't really need that we're not that's not something we're interested in and I totally understand that because we're looking for solutions that fit with what each community wants but if we start to hear from people then we can get a better sense of the demand. How does it, you know, how does it benefit me for the North Summit residents? I understand that that's a concern. Overall, there's a lot of things. You know, those people still come in to shop at the Junction, so they still want to be able to move efficiently in the Junction. And if if somebody else is maybe using a transit route, then that means the roads are a little less crowded, uh, people are a little less stressed. So, you know, you still have that interaction between and you still see those realize those benefits. Um, You know, the tax initiative also, it also provides for funding for, uh, you know, road maintenance and upgrade to regional facilities. So if there's something that, you know, North Summit, the North Summit area really needs, we can maybe address those better now with the increased, with the increased funding
1: that we have. Okay. And that makes sense. So, moving on from kind of the east side plans that we have from these initiatives, or was there anything else figured into these initiatives back in November that we haven't talked about yet that you wanted to discuss?
0: Yeah, I'd love to talk about on um, the express route on 224, the circulator in Kimball Junction. I mean, th- there was a few different projects that we talked about um, and all of which are either in the process of being implemented or planned or you know, the projects that we talk to the public about, we have kept
1: our word and are working on each one of those. Okay. So, regarding 224, tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about that and the circulator.
0: Yeah. So, the 224 um, Electric Express is really exciting because it is provided on fully electric vehicles. Um, it operates in an express fashion every 10 minutes between Kimball Junction and Park City and that runs 7 am to midnight seven days a week so this is really in response to uh people telling us well i would take the bus but it it takes too long to get into town it's just it's shorter for me to use my car so this is our response um our response to that concern and you know people may have noticed that the bus runs on the shoulder on 224 um, for some of the road and we've been able to work with UDOT and extend that agreement so the bus uh, for a longer period of time, can run on the shoulder. And that means that you'll see, especially during peak periods, if you're sitting in your car, you may see the bus zoom past you because you know the bus isn't sitting in traffic with everyone else.
1: And I'm sure it's kind of a chicken and the egg thing. If people use transit, there's less cars on the road. If people don't use transit and are driving, there's more cars on the road yep. and it's slower. Exactly. So really, I think part of it probably comes down to just people giving some of these things a chance and seeing kind of the plan that goes behind and
0: that. And we, re- we would really ask people, give it a shot one day one day a week. One day a week, carpool. One day a week, try a transit route. One day a week, Try to ride your own bike or try a bike share. We know it's a lot to ask for people. You know We're not asking you to make the switch 100% right now. Just give it a shot, see how it works for you. If there's things that you don't like about it, let me know. If If there's things you like about it, let me know. That way, again, as I said, we can make the solutions really fit our community.
1: And I think one of the good things about kind of everything that you're doing is that people have a lot of options. We have the bike share that's coming. We have the electric express. We have the different transit lines coming in. We have people can carpool if they want. Mm -hmm. So really, it's not asking that much for one day a week for someone to try any one of these things and just to see if it works for them.
0: And, you know, another thing we're working really hard on is providing incentives for people to try these different options for example um, for the canvas commuter route we're looking into can we provide cash back at the end of the month for people who use that commuter route a certain number of days um, instead of their car can we work with employers to say you know we can see that so and so is logging on to the system once they get on the bus because it is Wi-Fi enabled. So we're going to count that twenty-minute bus ride towards their workday, and those are the types of incentives and externalities that w- that we can we can help provide. You know, this is why you should try.
1: And I think that's another benefit we that you mentioned is having Wi-Fi on the buses, mm-hmm. the ability to work or you know, even just play around on your phone with Wi-Fi rather than driving. You can do a lot of things during that time rather than just being focused on the road. Yes. Why don't you give us a little detail, more information about what the electric expresses that's coming and what makes it so unique and why this event that we have next Friday is kind of so important to the community.
0: So the Electric Express is—it's um, the first of its kind in in a mountain community. It's the as I mentioned, six fully electric vehicles that are traveling the express route. This ex- extended span of service, seven a.m. to midnight. We really encourage the community to come out to this event next Friday. And take a look at the vehicles and see how cool they are. They look great. They feel great. They have, as you said, Wi-Fi enabled. They have um, charging stations at every seat. So if you're like my husband and your phone is dead by 11 a.m., there's really no excuse for you because you can get on and charge your phone. And you know the public can see how the vehicle charges and the technology is just really cool. So it's a good it's a good way for people to understand. How um,
1: both Park City and Summit County are moving towards their renewable energy goals. And that's another thing about these buses is they're quiet, they're clean. Mm-hmm. Aside from all the benefits they provide for the commuters and passengers, they're good for our mountain town environment as exactly. well. Exactly. Exactly. So why don't we give people some info about the... It's kind of an unveiling next mm-hmm. Friday, really, when we're showing off the bus. We're also going to have people there with the bike share, demoing those. Why don't mm-hmm. you give us some details about the time and some information on what's going to happen there?
0: Sure. So this event is Friday, uh, June 24th. Starting at 10 a.m., we'll have um, our Summit Bike Share bikes out for people to demo. They can ride them around, see how they feel. I, I think they're called the... People call these bikes the smile creators because you literally cannot stop smiling once you get on the bike because it's so fun and it's so easy. So people can come out, give them a shot, see what they're going to be like, see how easy it is to pull it out of the dock and just operate even if you're not comfortable on a bike. Then starting at 11, we will be doing the bus tours. We're going to have some city and county officials speak. You'll be able to see how the bus charges. It's... Very space age, how the charger sort of pulls the bus in automatically and, and charges it. And there'll be um an explanation of the technology behind the charging and then how the vehicle runs. And it's it's just a really
1: good opportunity to see the inner workings of the system. And yes. there's also free food. And there's also free food. Yep. And this will be at the Kimball Junction Transit Center. Exactly. Right? Yep. Okay. So that brings up an interesting question, I think, is how long are these buses able to operate on a single charge?
0: so i think the last that this is always evolving um and, and part of the reason our system is so innovative is because I, I believe we are the first transit center to have an agreement so that we lease these batteries and are always upgrading our charging abilities but i think the current battery can run on a charge for like around 150 miles on a single charge and of course, as I said, that will evolve as the technology evolves. And it's moving so quickly that that could change any any day.
1: And that's even 150 miles, that's quite a few trips up and down to Right,
0: right, especially when you're talking about that seven and a half mile trip.
1: Okay. So, Caroline, just in closing, if there was one thing you wanted people to know about public transportation or transit or just kind of transportation efforts in the county overall, what would it be?
0: Um. We're providing you with a lot of options, give it a try. Try it out and see how much easier your day can be and how much less stressful your day can be when you're not driving alone in your car.
1: Okay, and if people want to learn more or get in touch with you to submit feedback, where's the best place for them to go for all of these different things going on? The
0: best thing to do is to go to the Summit County website, summitcounty.org, and look up transportation, or email me directly C. Rodriguez, R O D R I G U E Z, at summitcounty.org.
1: Awesome. Sounds good. Caroline, thanks so much for stopping by today.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Summit County Healthcast. For news, program information, and more, visit us at summitcountyhealth.org. Stay healthy, Summit County.